Peter. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> Russ. I knew where he was going with that. And Alex. I don't know where I am. Oh, man. Well, that is worrisome. But what's not worrisome is all the movies that we have to talk about today. Um, and we've <laughs> got a long list of them to go. And a couple that we've all seen, which is uh, rather exciting. So how about we start this off on a positive note and i am going to call first for sonic the hedgehog and I okay when you said the long list of worries movies we have is not worrisome i would like to wholeheartedly disagree we obviously have a problem oh well that's, oh absolutely 100 uh, percent. so sonic the hedgehog uh directed by jeff fowler after discovering a small, blue, fast hedgehog that doesn't look disgusting anymore, a small-town <laughs> police officer must help it defeat an evil genius who wants to do experiments on it. Accurate. Very. I um, highly enjoyed this movie. For, like, the kids' movie that it is, I had a ton of fun watching it and found myself laughing more than I really thought I would. Oh, no, this movie's pretty good yeah <laughs> <laughs> and 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 listen i i like to fancy myself um a little bit of a uh a sonic head from from back in the day sure. but i can't tell you anything about like modern sonic lore no so so for me i they could have done anything and i wouldn't have really cared and they kind of gave it the like the 80s like movie treatment of like we're just gonna do fish out of water uh, put them in the real world, and it 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 just it works. It's just a fun buddy comedy. It's Ben Schwartz is perfectly every actually everyone in this is pretty perfectly cast. I thought Jim Carrey was especially funny in this for as off the rails and deep end as he has gone in recent years. Yeah, I think part of it is we haven't really seen him do much of anything recently and if it was it was either weird or sad or sad and weird but he hasn't done like a movie that could stand up to his mid 90s even early even 2000s run he hasn't done anything that can like stand up to those characters and i feel like his robotnik can hulk can like stand up there with his iterations of like uh the Riddler or even Ace Ventura, like just like over the top characters that he was really good at. It's nice to see that he can still do that in a way that's really, really fun for kids and like a fun throwback for the older people who were in the theater. It's just fun. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was just like putting him into a kid's movie. Like, I guess he hasn't done a movie in a while. I can't even remember the last thing that he was in. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because, I, I think just those creepy Emma Stone videos, right? Jeez, <laughs> oh, I forgot about those. I've never seen uh, any of any like Sonic cartoon, so I don't know like what Robotnik's characterization is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know who your Robotnik is? Yeah, who's what, what is my like? What is my real robot Robotnik? Well, I'll say this as as someone whose nephew had a really long, longer than most dalliance with Sonic being his favorite thing. Um, He's doing, he's doing more to Robotnik than has been done in the past. Robotnik's like your generic bad guy in cartoons. Like I want to destroy all the things, right? You know? Uh, So he gives them a little bit more. Yeah, that just leaves him open then to make it a, a Jim Carrey character. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think that's very fun. Like, as, like I don't know, Robotnik to me is just the guy in the big uh, machine at the end of a level that I have to bounce on. I don't, I don't know what. It and is. they, do, and they which do they that. do, yeah, and they nail it. Yeah. They find <laughs> a way to make the, the stuff life. in the video game work. Yeah, yeah. 
even the rings, like as portals. When you think about it, the end of a, of a lot of Sonic levels, you jump through a big ring for no goddamn reason. And well, then the next you get a chaos emerald. Yeah, and then you're going to go to the 3D stage, possibly. So, yeah. So I have a feeling like this next one, we're going to get chaos emeralds. We may even get like a weird part, like they did in the Doom movie, where it is that 3D look. I don't know. But well, they, I, they, I, they I hope so. We're like, going to get knuckles. And we're we're definitely getting tails, right? Because that that was teased. Yes. Um, yeah. I, you know, I I think that they have to be careful not to go too far into uh, like deep Sonic stuff, because I think that's where they're gonna get in trouble, or they go too far into it, or maybe that'll work. <laughs> I don't know. I think it could work because you figure the next one. Robotnik is smart. You figure he'll probably like meet up with those echidna folk and then Knuckles will show up and then Knuckles will turn good at the end. I already know, yeah, like, that's the story. I have a pretty decent idea how the second movie's gonna work. And I still think it's gonna be fun. I'm still all for it. Like that, that is. And good. they'll probably lean a little bit more on the, on the, the, the weirdo characters this time, like the, the, the Sonic and the Tails and the Knuckles because they can now that they've established. Sonic working in this world. Um, but yeah, I think they did a really good job of making the video game stuff work instead of running away from like the tropes of a video game like a lot of these movies tend to do. And I think that's probably why this worked. It felt like what a Sonic movie would should be. Yeah. yeah. And back to before, uh, Ben Schwartz's uh, performance is great because they really make it feel like he is just a little kid who no one to talk to. Right. Yeah. And could talk at like a mile a minute because his world moves so quickly. Like he is limitless energy and he's not like cracking dirty jokes or anything every two seconds. <laughs> what? what? Thankfully. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing. Like they could go that way, oh. which Sonic every like three seconds is like, oh, I, I like poopy. Like just right. stupid like he just it's he has an actual character. Like they, they never go far with like that whole like Sonic has an attitude as opposed to Mario's just like your your like normal kid stuff. They're just like, "No, we're just going to pull it back and just do yeah. fun kid stuff for all of it." Making him less extreme and making him more emo uh in some ways like helped. And I don't mean emo as in like like Cutting himself. I mean, like, is in like, yeah, like Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, I mean, like, like actually, like emotional. Like, he actually has a. He talks about his feelings. Right. He, is, he has a character arc in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're not like Sonic. It never feels like Sonic is trying to make jokes. He his the joke is how he acts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense when you bring a very fast blue hedgehog into the real world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, I, and I think that that's important because it it helps. I think if he was over the top and uh, uh, Jim Carrey was over the top, it would be too much. Yeah, yeah. Let, let Jim Carrey be. You you paid him the money. Uh, let him be crazy. And he was, and he was perfectly crazy. Yeah. So is this the best video game movie to date? The curse is broken, guys. Uh, I don't know. Is that, it, it's like, to, to me, this and Detective Pikachu are in the same yeah. neighborhood. I, I like this they both a lot more than Detective Pikachu. Really? Yeah. I think Detective P- I might like Detective Pikachu a little bit more just because I got to see a lot of Pokemon that... I think that's why I like this one more is because it's just Sonic that's out of it, right? And uh, this is probably a better narrative movie, but I think Pokemon. I liked living in that world. So, so the the compromise is making a Sonichu movie, is what you're saying? That's it. That's yes. where we're going. <laughs> but yeah, I liked this a lot. I'm happy it did well. Yeah, me too. Especially after like all the backlash over the initial designs for Sonic, which made no sense. Um, no, the backlash, but especially the- if they were going to spend the time and the money to push this back and like do something after fans went nuts, it's happy to. I'm happy to see that one, it worked, and two, fans didn't like still shit on it. Also, who knew that there were still Sonic fans out there? 
Uh, well, every kid had a phase at some point where that was a cool thing to like, so they just kind of all came out. Yeah. We all went to the movies for it. All no, right. That was a distracting thing. Like, you could We all talked about it. Like, there was no way to watch this movie and not think every once in a while, God, what, a, what would this have been like? In if, the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh that God. was the entire conversation I had with my nephew after we talked about it. He was like, what would this movie have been? And I was like, dude, I don't know. And I've never seen a 13-year-old be as existential as what Sonic <laughs> could have been. It was a very uh, long conversation. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And this is, of course, after you talked about like, the mise-en-scene and everything. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. That goes without saying. Makes total sense. And then they still had some references to, like, chili dogs in there, too. Got all the Sonic, all the little bits of Sonic lore that I remember from the cartoon in there. Really, it's just chili dogs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Chili dogs are all that matters. Russ, Yo. what should we talk about next? Uh, let's get it out of my brain. Uh, Fantasy Island. Oh, don't want to think about it anymore. No, I... I, I don't understand... When I first heard that Blumhouse was kind of taking a dormant property like Fantasy Island, I was like, okay, cool. I saw the cast. I was like, this could work. Like, They're not going to put a lot of money into it, so they'll figure out a really creative way to tell a story about an island where your dreams come true, but, you know, monkey's paw it. So it all seemed to work. And then I could not have been more bored in the theater and more like, what is this? I expect so much. Like I, like I hold Blumhouse in like almost the same kind of regard as I do like 824, where if they make it, I'm in. Right. This was just like, I don't, I don't know what the point was. It was boring. It was doing too much. It was so long and, too. For yeah. like for no reason, and yeah, I, I think we had had this discussion about like this would have made sense as like a Blumhouse TV show, where you get to live sure. with these characters for a little bit longer. Um, because by the end of it, I, I like I just didn't care and just found myself yeah being completely bored by it, and then not understanding what was going on either. Right. Like, like the 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 weird crystal in the middle of the islands and all this other like it was they they try like they didn't have to go that route it could have just been Wait, like there's like a supernatural element oh yeah yeah. Uh, yeah oh yeah dog <laughs> um and and is is tattoo just, in this uh, spoiler uh, spoiler <laughs> yeah it's kind of, uh it's the the band there it's the dumbest like right before the credits reveal ever. Oh, I... It's so aggressively stupid. I groaned and, and, out loud. Yeah. It's the way, it was the frustrating part because every once in a while, like, there were, like, little kernels of, like, oh, here's the idea that Blumhouse had <laughs> to... This was their way in. And, oh, I would love to follow this. And then it completely switches gears again and does something dumb. And then ten minutes later, it's like... Ooh, maybe this is that one thing I thought it was going to happen. It's like, nope, it doesn't nope. think dumb. Yeah, and 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 tonally speaking, I, I can't remember exactly how many plots, fantasy plots that were running at a given time, but they all feel like they are entirely different movies and genres at the same time, which leads you to believe, okay, maybe this is something that should be uh, an anthology series again, and you can make it kind of work. But this does not work when they threw everything oh. in the kitchen sink at it. Maggie Q's movie is nothing like Lucy Hale's nope. uh, movie, which is and Michael Rooker is in a completely different movie. What? I don't know what Jimmy he's Gang doing in this and movie. Brian Hansen. Yeah, and I really wanted to see Michael Rooker. Yeah, I think I, I, I think his tone. If this was a movie, it needed to be kind of goofy like that. And if it's yeah. a show, it can be a little bit more serious or whatever. Who cares? I don't. It just doesn't all work together at all. Like, what if they like made it like creep show or something like that, where it's like weird <laughs> vignettes and like bad animation in between? Sure, I think they, 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 they could have anything. 
Yeah. They could have even, like, I don't know. They could have done a lot of different things. And I'm fine with, t- with tonally episodes being different and whatever. Uh, I'm even fine with there being an overarching mythology to the island that you get in bits and pieces over the course of a season. But smashing off of that into, like, a movie does not work. No. But it only costs, like, seven. Seven million dollars to make, make, and it made, made twenty nine. Its opening weekend, yeah. So this movie was dumb as hell, and it's still made like triple its money. But it costs nothing, right? It, 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 if anything, the only thing this movie could possibly do negatively is damage your brand. But it right. won't probably because thirteen-year-olds probably saw this movie and they're not as discerning. This was PG thirteen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, because you want to get those young fantasy island fans, right? Oh yeah, all those kids who were like negative twenty-five years old when Fantasy Island was off the air. Yeah, you know the kids in the audience that were really screaming, waiting for that tattoo reveal. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that that a real thing felt like a like a, a like a ton of bricks in my theater. No one cared. No, but I, was, I, you know, uh, I, I, I probably had the most recognition of what this was. But but did they like? Does he say like the plane? <laughs> I'm like, does, does he know, do it? It'll 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 leak soon enough, or in a or, le- or come out legally soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll help you see it. Uh, <laughs> all right yeah um, russ will grant your fantasy of seeing fantasy Ooh, there we go but it's gonna come at a cost everything does <laughs> but you won't know until you've seen it yeah turns out you killed lucy hale's boyfriend I I was what weird. a dumb ass movie get <laughs> out of my face god all right we're done all right can we move on? let's move on let's move on alex what, what should we do next um the movie I want to hear about is Guns Akimbo. Ooh, all right. I wanted to see this, and I didn't even realize it came and went. It came uh, and went real fast. Uh, yeah, but you can rent it on Amazon now. It's because the director is, like, super problematic at the moment. Yes. Well, probably not not at the moment. Uh, forever, I guess. <laughs> um, he what? Apparently, the director led some, like, online campaign against female critics, like, harassing them, like, some real weird shit, and that's why the movie, um, even though we've had the picture of Daniel Radcliffe holding those guns in the middle of the street for what feels like three years. Yeah, very long time. This movie got completely brushed under the rug. It came to theaters, like, February 28th, and it is already out of theaters. Yeah. Um, wow. Very quickly. Uh, yeah, it, it is on VOD at this point. And now I have a hard time caring about wanting to see it, knowing that. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that until Pete just told me right before the podcast. And now I feel kind of bad because I'm about to say it was pretty good. Like, it, it's, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was a fun, dumb, crank-style movie um, that just, like, it just gets going and just doesn't stop. It's ridiculous. Um, there's some really, like... Good old school references, like they reference like sh- um, like Streets of Rage bosses at one point for some random reason, um, and some of those references are like, what? yeah, um, and it, so there's some like really funny references, and then they kind of go a little bit too much with it by the end, where you're just like, all right, I get it, let's let's stop referencing just for referencing sake, um, but like the action is relatively well done, like when there is practical like uh, effects, it, it looks good. But yeah, like I didn't realize this about the director, and now it's like, uh, all right, well, wait, what was, wait, sorry, I missed that. What was wrong with the director? <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole thing that Pete, uh, the preamble that Pete had about the director launching like an online campaign against female critics. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Oh boy, I should have been paying attention. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, so I got an. I got an email that Wilco and Slater Kinney are playing a uh, show together at Forest Hills, they and I had to register for that pre-sale. <laughs> they are, yeah. Okay, that takes precedence. Yeah, you weren't, oh, on, you weren't on that text chain with so, McShane earlier today? No, well, no, I wasn't. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so I guess I but, won't see this now that I know that? That's annoying. 
Uh, well, th- were they fake gamer girls that were uh, coming out and criticizing the movie? I mean, I don't think you can make a movie that's basically crank and then get mad at ladies for not liking it. Or anyone. Or anyone for not liking it. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is this was a very specific... Like, you, you are going for a niche audience with this regardless. So, like, most people aren't going to go in for this movie. It's ne- It's like even... It's niche within the action genre. You yeah. Know, you're not allowed to give people shit for that. No, not at all. Um... But yeah, the, that Much that's less. very disappointing. Yeah, oh, that is very disappointing. Nothing helps the cause of movies and video games and nerd culture and stuff more than being divisive and hating people for no reason. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, all right, f that guy. But the movie itself was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the movie was pretty good. Honestly, uh, um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is we wait, wait so. Uh, how similar then do you think is it supposed to be to this Ryan Reynolds one coming up? Is there well, is even there... a video game in that? Yeah, that. So, so that's um. So so this one is like it's taking place in in I guess like a weird dystopian sort of well not really uh, a weird future where there is a video game or not a video game it is a live game that like basically there's Twitch streamers. Uh, that are constantly talking about it and watching uh, people going around killing other people. And the, like, the police are after the people that are uh, participating in this game, particularly one uh, a woman who has been in like first place the entire time and is, is basically the hardest uh, or the, the best player of the game. Um, Daniel, oh, Rad- wow. Daniel Radcliffe plays a online nice. troll who constantly just goes on and like just gives uh. people shit. <laughs> oh no. And then they Stop. end up kidnapping Uh, him and and uh bolting guns to his hand and force him to compete in the tournament do i have to i don't know if i have to see this or not (laughs) i'm I'm good oh tags now okay does this actually say anything decent about like streamer online culture or anything like that like (laughs) there's the one moment where daniel daniel radcliffe goes to the camera and says, this is all your fault. If you wouldn't, if you didn't watch this, none of this would be happening. But I guess besides that, no. Oh boy. <sighs> so yeah, no real. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Good action. Good action. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. you want to hear about it. <laughs> I did. I should have been paying attention earlier. That's my bad. <laughs> Immediately after you asked for it to just check out completely. Yeah. You <laughs> so, made all of this happen. <laughs> all right. All right. We can I'm move done. on from this one. Pete, where are we going? Ooh. Um, we just heard from Just Tiggs. Uh, Russ, can you tell us a little bit about the way back? Uh, ben Affleck gets drunk. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the basketball movie by the guy who makes who made like Miracle and Warrior. So if oh. those type of emotional sports movies do anything for you, uh, this is that. Um, is but, it a good one of those? I like yeah, it's, it's a, it is a good one of those. Um, ben Affleck's. It, it's a little uneven, but because it it's trying to be both the inspirational like sports movie. And the singularly very depressing, uh, stripped-down, sad, uh, Oscar Beatty, uh, best actor-type performance. And in a, in so, February? Was only about Nolte? What's that? If Warrior was only about Nick Nolte? Basically, like it's 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 almost like a prequel to McNulty's character. Uh, he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's definitely a sad guy, <laughs> and Duh. he does a really good job drinking like a sad alcoholic really drinks in the real world, uh, like hiding hiding drinks to make it seem like you're not as drunk as you are all the time. It's like oh, leaving no. Las Vegas in the shower. That's cool. That's not um, all the time. So, qu- he's question, just a mess. And he did, was bloated and his face was fat. It's But it's uh, it's enjoyable. It'll make you feel like feelings. Uh, but 
it's um, not exactly necessary, but if you are bored one day and these movies scratch an itch for you, you'll probably like it. All right. Did but did Ben Affleck know there was a movie being shot? Ooh, good question. Uh, that's sad. Um, but that, I think that's part of why he said he would do it because it was kind of like showing what his life is like. But, but yeah, they he, let him get. He's a gross, gross mess. But in a way that, like, if you've ever been around somebody who's probably been doing a little too much of the old drinking, and it, and they're not me, um, it resonates. Uh, does he does he get to show off that suit back tattoo? Uh, Ooh, good question. No, but his other one, yeah, act a little bit, a little bit. All right, but yeah, he's, he's a mess. And the basket, but the sports is actually good. Like the guy knows how to make a sports movie work, yeah. and the basketball is accurate. And the kids talk like kids talk. So the little things he does well. The movie doesn't completely work, but it it works when you think about it as two different movies. Hmm. So Vera, real sad. Like Mighty Ducks, if Gordon Bombay was a full-on alcoholic. Yes, like Mighty Ducks if it wasn't funny and for kids. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I guess I'm still in. And you wouldn't make a drunk uh, go play with children, which is insane. <laughs> Listen, this is your this is your punishment. Hang out with kids all day. It's such an amazing um, idea that's obviously from a Catholic school. Oh, yeah. Oh, this will set you straight, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right. Let's okay. keep it going. Let's keep it going. I want to hear about Downhill. Did you see Force Majeure? I did not see Force Majeure. Yeah. Uh, see Force Majeure. Um, it's from, like, what, four? No, it's from, like... 2014. Yeah. Like, six years ago. Um, so this is the more broadly comedic remake with Julie Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell and it's it's a brisk like 92 minutes long mm, that's brisk it, I'm into it it, it, it moves uh, I just I, I think it's a very interesting story and the source material it uses is very good but it just I don't think it has enough courage to let itself be a little bit more serious and reflective and tries to be more, more outwardly funny at times that really does not match. And it also plot. doesn't match the performance that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is giving. Cause I think she's really good. I, and, yeah. and I think, and I think when she's going into that more, like I'm see, like I'm seriously angry and it's like, it's a little bit funny, but it's only funny because you're uncomfortable um, if they let if they let the movie kind of become its own thing and really lean more into her kind of run, running the movie, I think it's a much better movie. Um, she feels like I think she does a really good job. It's just the movie is kind of inessential when there's a better version that exists. Feels like she's in line for a classic like uh, best actress in a comedy Golden Globe nomination. Oh yeah. If people remember this movie because it came out way too early for your average and awards ab- season. Absolutely bombed. Yeah, did this do yes. really poorly? It did really poorly, but I don't know why they thought it would do well. Yeah. In February. Because it came out on Valentine's it's Day, the- right? Yeah. yeah. They are trying to do like the anti-Valentine's Day date movie, but... Uh, it, it really, I don't know, it, it's fine, it's short, I just think this movie will be lost forever. Uh, not big enough, not big enough to be like a, a huge bomb, and too early in the year for people to remember. Yeah, I don't know its budget, but it only made, it made less than $9 million. Whoa. Oof. Globally. And you figure, at, at minimum, there was budget spent on the location shooting. But definitely, uh, if, if you're interested in the, the plot of this film, watch yeah. Force Majeure. Okay, and that's that's less comedic, more dark comedy and like drama. Then, yeah, it really allows the tension and the awkwardness and some really terrible choices from its characters to like make you laugh out of tension at sometimes too. Okay, and it's a movie that like you almost have to laugh because 
especially the husband is like such a piece of shit in that movie. And he almost like you get like angry, but it's almost like silly because of it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm interested. I don't know. I guess I'll just see the original instead. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just do that. All right. Well, continuing on, Alex, uh, what would you like to hear about next? And please listen this time. (laughs) Well, I feel personally attacked right now. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, You know what? I want to hear about Emma. I do, too. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Really? It's really. It's is it this year's this year's Little Women? Um, it's not as good, but it's 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 really delightful. Every performance is great. It's directed uh, wonderfully, and it really lets the absurdity of the story and the time frame really really be the star as well. Um, but yeah, I I I found myself like really really in love with uh emma the character and really where this went and how it's that's obviously awkward in your relationship (laughs) no i I really it's really funny it's it and considering we've had i don't know a thousand emmas and and clueless and so many versions of this story this it's it, it fell into yeah it's not as good as Little Women but it kind of fell into that kind yeah. of category of this is like a seminal depiction of the story and I think it captured the humor better than any of the other versions outside of Clueless. That's what I was going to ask. That's sort of okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's why we watched that. All right, yeah, I got you. But and I thought I thought like Mr. Elton the the priest I thought that dude was hilarious. And then his, and his wife. I, I don't know. The movie's funny. Like people were laughing out loud in my theater. And the, it's really funny, but as said, the directing hits so hard at times when it wants to shift gears. Like um, there's a there's a scene that they have. They throw a ball, and it's kind mm-hmm. of a moment where the two main characters realize they're in love with each other, and it's done so well. When they finally dance at the end, of this and this is sounding ridiculous, but when they finally dance at the end of it, and just the way like their hands are touching, and they're just like, "Oh my god, we're in love with each other," and it's yep. so good. Yeah, that was real. That was really well done. Wait, yeah. What 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 else is directed? Who? Question. The director. Yeah. yeah. Um. Looking it up right oh. now. Interesting. Nothing uh, I have heard of. Books about uh, musicians, of like photography musicians. It's like there's it's a, like a Smith one, music. Death Cab for Cutie, Death, Rilo Kyrie. Yeah. So this, this sounds like a like a, just a straight like adaption of the book, more than like taking any like crazy liberties or going overboard with anything. Is that is that fair to say? Absolutely. Okay. Because yeah, I wasn't sure but, from the trailer. The, uh, at times of the trailer, I was like, are they trying to go, like, I don't know, l- like some weird period piece with this and just kind of, like, giving the Emma story as kind of, like, a backbone to it or sell it on that, but then, like, have it be, I don't know, outrageous in ways, but it's it's just straight up the story. It's Emma. That's cool. Yeah. It lets, like, the manners of the era be, like, it plays them all absurdly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't play them. It shoots them absurdly. So it really... It makes fun of the time frame. Okay. And, like, the upper crust poshness of, like, the way people act and had to act back then. Mm -hmm. It's just really well done. Okay. Anya Taylor-Joy, I didn't know... I've seen her be the weird girl in a lot of things. I have yet to see her play, like, this type of role. And it's nice to know that she can. Yeah, and oh, then, yeah. Uh, Mia Goth was fantastic as uh, Harriet. Oh yeah. It was just in what uh, High Life and Suspiria in the last couple of years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, high, yeah, and I had just seen High Life like a couple of weeks before this. So how was that? I was high on her. There we go. There we go. All right. 
We're going to keep moving. We're going to keep moving, and Rush are going to tell us what we're doing next. Um, let me hear a little bit about Onward. Ah, uh, yes. The latest movie from Pixar, Onward. I very much enjoyed this movie. Um, is it Weekend at Bernie's for Kids? It is Weekend at Bernie's for Kids. It's, it's Weekend at Bernie's where if the two brothers or like the two, you know, uh, people that were Weekend at Bernie'sing it, uh, one of them yeah. is really into Dungeons and Dragons and is just trying to get the other one to play. That is what this entire movie is. It's just like in, in a world where like monsters and magic demonstrably exist about one of those monsters really trying to get someone to play Dungeons and Dragons with them. <laughs> hmm. It's interesting. That has sold me more, more than any of the trailers or commercials. Yep. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people are comparing this to like a DreamWorks movie. I could see that. Um, it, it, it doesn't, you know, I, I feel like the story and maybe animation, it, it's not, it's definitely not top Pixar that you're going to be seeing, but I, I, it was very fun. Um, it's cute. It's funny. I found myself laughing and just like really enjoying the relationship between the two brothers um, and just just the, the lots and lots of like whether it be Dungeons and Dragons or like just magic uh, in general like one of them is obviously a wizard and just like needs to start like practicing their wizardry and it's it's a cute movie about you know a bunch of monsters and that's really that all okay. we're going for here is my question yeah is this movie for children or is this an animated movie for adults to cry um definitely for more for children than anything there, there is little in the way of where you would say like in like a Pixar movie where there's like the adult jokes or humor that that are just like very coyly or, or well placed um not like adult humor but you know what I mean uh this doesn't really have like any or much of that it does the, and it's not like emotionally abusive it, it's not super emotionally abusive um there is some stuff with the dad, obviously, that uh, that that does sure. come up a lot. But that is about as you could guess as emotionally abusive as it's going to get from like the trailer. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's a it's a mild Pixar movie, um, but very fun to watch and like a very good kids movie. But it's uh, it's Chris Pratt and uh, what's his Spider-Man name? Spider Man, Star Lord. Tom Holland, yeah, Tom yeah. Holland, yeah. And Chris Pratt yeah, does right. is like really good in it. Tom Holland does really well in it as well. So you know, it's again, I, I think that not the best showing from Pixar, but one that I really, really enjoyed. It's not going to be making any top ten lists or anything like that, but um, I, I think that it's, it is. It's, it's it, not the good dinosaur. It's not the good dinosaur. No, uh, it, it's it's much better than that. It's much more of a good dinosaur than the good dinosaur was, I guess. I mean, a great dinosaur. It's a great dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. The best dinosaur. Um, I would, I, I think that it's not doing great at the box office at this point, right? It's made like 40 at the end. It made 40 million, which it, but it's also the first March Pixar release. So this isn't really when they drop their movies, because, but this year they have two coronavirus. Yeah. No one has no idea what that's doing to theaters yet. Yep. Uh, especially considering this is kids and now our parents saying, I don't want to bring my kid to a, a Petri dish yep. of German factory, like a theater. So it's tough. Yeah, no, it, it, it released in a very tough place uh, for multiple reasons. Um, I, I feel like it probably would have done better if there were less concerns. And yeah, I don't know. March is yeah. a weird time to do this, but they've got another movie coming out later this year. So they had to get this one in early, right? I, I don't oh, know yeah. why they didn't do like June and November. Right, that would have made way more yeah. sense. Pixar has done November, and they've done, and they always do June. They're doing March and June this year, or something like that, which I just think is insane. That's too close together. There's no reason. Yeah, and what's the wait? What's the next one? I forget. I Soul. It's like Jamie Fox and oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the jazz music in yeah. your heart. I imagine it's music being inside of us. Sure, probably, probably like. Coco and that other one mixed together. All right, I'll cry. The emotional movie. 
So yeah, I, I would give I would give this one a thumbs up. Um, all right. So okay. Peter. Yeah. Where are we going? Ah. Um. That whole round robin thing. Yeah. I uh, I I thought you were picking me to talk. Okay, but uh, uh Russ, let's uh, chat about v, uh, VFW for a minute. All right. Cool. Uh, VFW. Directed by Joe Bagos, a group of war veterans must defend their local VFW post and an innocent teen against a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of punk mutants. Okay. This movie sounds like it rules. Uh, Yeah, it's completely and utterly if someone attempted to make a John Carpenter movie that just really feels like it's referencing... John Carpenter constantly and really trying to go for a bunch of different um, attitudes that his movies have had. Like, it feels like Assault on Precinct 13 at times. It feels like at times. It feels like um, trying to think of, like, just, it really truly captures that. It's really delightful. It's a fun time. Like, this is, I mean, this is probably Andrew Dunn's favorite movie. Um, it, it's just old dudes kicking ass. Uh, it knows exactly what it is. It's pulpy. It's got a synthy soundtrack. It doesn't look that good. It's hyper violent and real dumb and very, very, very good. And it's got all the old dudes you know and love. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, first off, Stephen Lang, what an interesting last. 12 years he's had since Avatar yeah like oh, Avatar yeah. that don't breathe this oh yeah the weird old, old strong jack dude and, Fred Williamson the dude from Karate Kid sweep the leg like haven't seen him in anything in, a, in well, forever isn't, isn't he in the Kobe George Kai, uh, show no that's Billy oh I'm sorry his, his sensei He's in this, and mm. I don't know. It's just bad. It's just badass, good, stupid fun. And is it good? No, but is it great? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I was gonna try and yeah. I went and and I watched uh, Jesus Rolls and Guns Akimbo instead of going for VFW. That was like the third on my list to try and see before the podcast. Um. Guess I wish I had seen that one. Um, anyway, let's keep Why did it moving. Like three times to see it. What's up? I know. I was. I had the flu. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> I, <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Um, Pete, tell me about Spencer Confidential. No thanks. <laughs> uh, all right. That's my review. It's so it's the newest uh, Mark Wahlberg Peter Berg uh, matchup. After doing like Patriot Day and Lone Survivor, it what feels- a weird combination those two have. They're like, what if Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio or Scorsese and De Niro just made shitty movies? Yeah, it's this movie feels like they watched um, the Equalizer and okay. Jack Reacher and was okay. like, we could do this, and it's really bad. <laughs> Does he have decent chemistry with Hawk? No. No, he doesn't. Because the show that this movie is based on, they had great chemistry. Is this based on something else? Yeah, it's based on an old show that starred Robert Urich in the 80s called Spencer. And he was like a private eye or something, and his buddy Hawk, the, the, the captain from Deep Space Nine, who was a tough Mohawk boxer... They just like you know solved crimes, but they were both real cool. Hmm. Yeah, and my uh, dad really uh, liked it. It's based movie, on a series of books, I think. Too. Yeah, this movie begins with Mark Wahlberg um, getting into a prison fight with Post Malone. Really? Uh, and then and the movie happens. If that really does it for you? No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all set. <laughs> um, that no thanks should have listened yeah don't no good very bad don't do it 
All right. Well, that's all right. All right. All right. Well, Pete, choose the next one. Uh, let's uh, chat Invisible Man then. Yeah, let's talk about the Invisible Man. The first film in the dark universe. No, um, <laughs> the reboot of the, the first of the film dark, since dark the dark universe failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've all been obsessed with the dark universe lately, right? Like, that's yeah, not just, I've, yeah, I've actually read at least five articles about the dark universe in the last t- three weeks. <laughs> but Invisible Man is a good time. Yeah, it is. Um, this Genuinely is creepy. This is Good Blumhouse. Yeah, very good Blumhouse. Very creepy, Even very just like... From the jump. Yeah. Like, that was, I thought, the best part of this movie is if to be invisible, I have to be afraid of who that person is. Right. And I think this movie knows right from the jump. Uh, we have a we have Elizabeth Moss. This lady can do anything. So... We need to we need to show you how terrifying this guy is by showing you her, and I thought that was a really smart move because I understood ev- all of her motive, all of her fear, without even knowing what he did. Yeah, just yeah. from the uh, get go, her running away, that entire scene of her like getting out of there is is fantastic, and then like everything that kind of it builds up to. Later on, um, you, you're. Uh, I love the camera work that will just like sit on an empty room, like behind Elizabeth Moss yep. for a little while, and nothing will actually happen. But you're always like looking at every single thing, to be like, did something move? Mm-hmm. Did did something open? Is yeah, something supposed to open? They still, he still directs this movie as if it was going. Every scene, we were going to see someone behind her, right? Like every every cliche jump scare that like oh when when they like close the mirror there's going to be behind them like so it's still directed like that but you do know the main conceit of the film I won't see someone there and but because because other movies have trained you to get a little freaked out by it 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 really really works yeah yes it's almost like how but it's kind of like how um. What was the paranormal activity that was like, we've set up cameras all around the house now, and yet nothing still happened? I think that was, was that all not of all of them? Yeah. No, there was one that was like more, like, it wasn't, it was, was like... four? The one I that was, was video cameras? It was four the, because they also had, like, outdoor cameras at that point, too, I think. Yeah, because yeah, they had camcorders in that one. <laughs> As well, it was like, there was one that was, like, way more security cameras in which, like, was all wide angle and it was great because like as you said like you're constantly moving to move but yet nothing happened in those but this one it really does uh sorry Russ what were you gonna say no I I was I was kind of reading up on the movie after I'd seen it because I was like why did I like this so much I mean it's just a horror movie I should but I mean it, it is a really good one he was they actually shot him in green screen uh in a lot of those scenes where they're just showing you nothing Really, he is actually there, and then they green screen him out so oh. that so that you so that you can because like you know when someone's in the room with you, right? Yeah. So even when her back is turned and stuff like that, his energy is in there, and it just kind of adds to the to the tension, which I thought was like a really interesting move. But yeah, I think Elizabeth Moss like she she can't really do any wrong. Right. She like, she elevates this movie above where a lot of horror movies end up landing. And it, and it it becomes like one of those really uh, borderline great ones, which is odd to say, I really, really enjoyed this movie. And I didn't think I was, I knew I'd like it, but I didn't think I would really, really like it the way that I did. I, I just thought it did so much with the conceit of invisibility. Um, because to me, it's scarier if someone is invisible and just wants to fuck with you. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it, it kind of takes like the idea of like a hollow, like Hollow Man. Yeah, which like I think was like one of the first times we actually got to see it like as creepy, I guess, right. and terrible as it should be. Yeah. Um, but like I guess it, it kind of just like rather than just have Kevin Bacon be terrible like that, like they just let your imagination kind of go with it? Is that kind of... A lot of the time, yes. 
Um, yeah. But then sometimes it is very obvious what's actually happening. Um, oh, okay. From but this movie lives and dies on the performance of Elizabeth Moss in these scenes where no one believes her about what's going on, and she just yeah. sells it so hard the whole time, and it's amazing to watch. Yeah, it's there's some really big choices that really follow her down, like the scene in which she's like sitting on the floor talking to Aldous Hodge's daughter. Oh yeah. Where that goes at the end of it, I was oh my god, god that scene was awesome. I was like so then it, whoa. Like, <laughs> Uh, my one, I didn't super love the ending. Was my my biggest complaint about this movie that I liked everything leading up to it. I thought it was a little oddly quiet and not as like interestingly done as the rest of the film. I yeah, it 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 didn't seem like the choices that both characters make, like her and I don't want to say too much, but yeah, right. it it felt. For a movie that was like killing it, yeah. it, it kind of ends with a huh. It doesn't take me. It doesn't take me away from the things that really work. Right, but yeah. it, it, it does kind of. It's like uh, watching like a, a gymnast do a floor routine and like destroy it, and then they land and they kind of like take an extra step, and you're like, damn it, <laughs> that was almost perfect. Yeah, it, but it's still really good. It, it's still really good. I I would agree that that is probably the weakest moment in the film but i think that everything leading up to that like i feel like it also kind of had to to go that way in some sense like that character was never going to sleep at night if if things didn't go the right way for her Mm -hmm. true and and yeah at first i was like if it's over where where i thought it was gonna end before that i'm like oh i would feel like put me in a goddamn box i don't ever want to see anyone again (laughs) <laughs> is that a thing uh, it is now I got I back from this movie and was like wow. looking around my apartment being like is there is there an invisible person in this part I was is there I, nobody here I was legit creeped out throughout this movie and then like it followed me afterwards much it like it follows oh man yeah it's really but, it's enjoyable very very good movie yeah think how much more scary it would have been if it was Johnny Depp <laughs> Oof. That's true. That is a hundred percent true. All right. How would he have overacted in Invisible Man if he was not in it? He would. You would have seen all the scars. In the That's scars. true. In the dumb hats. <laughs> <laughs> would he give it? Would he have a weird accent? Of course. He would have what chosen really? a different member of the Rolling Stones. Okay, we can't do this. No. Um, we, yeah. I mean, we could. But we can do a Dark Universe podcast soon and just go deep into it so we can get it out of it. Yeah. We, uh, it's not a bad idea. Take Jesus be- Rolls real quick. Oh, it's not that great. <laughs> it uh, it starts with the, the Jesus getting out of jail, talking to Christopher Walken, who is the warden, um, in one scene of this movie, and probably the best scene of the movie. Um where he just keeps going on about like how great the Jesus was at winning that bowling tournament for the for the uh, the prisoners, and, which is like okay, this could be I could be into this. And then after that, it kind of just ends up being um, uh, Totoro and uh, Bobby Cannavale and um, uh, what was the the woman who played Amelie? Um, kinda, Audrey uh, Tattoo. Yep, Audrey Tattoo. Um, after John Hamm also plays a oh tattoos coming back tattoos and everything at this point, uh, John Hamm as a crazy uh, hairdresser for again like one scene uh, would have been great to see you know Walken and Hamm more in this movie, but it ends up being like they commit some crimes they're on the run they have a bunch of sex uh, and then it's like they keep having sex and they find Susan Sarandon to have sex with. Um, it's, eh, I don't, I, I don't know what I was expecting going into this. It wasn't, they, they, they reuse a lot of lines from the big Lebowski as well. Like, it's like the Jesus only has like one threat that he ever makes and he makes it like 14 times in this movie. I don't know. It's, it, it, it could have been a lot better. Um, but it also could have been worse. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. 
I, I was I was overall disappointed, and I don't know why because I don't know what I was expecting. But one thing that I wasn't disappointed by was First Cow. Let's go. Yeah, First Cow, directed by Kelly Reichardt. A skilled cook has traveled west and joined a group of fur trappers in Oregon. Though he only finds true connection with a Chinese immigrant, also seeking his fortune. Soon the two collaborate on a successful business. Uh, this movie was incredible. It, like, it, there's not a single wasted bit of anything in this movie. It is, it is beautiful. It's contemplative. Yep. Uh, it, it, I don't think I've seen a, I don't, I can't think of a better movie about French, straight up friendship and yep. partnership. It, it, it's just it and also just like really steeping you in like the 1820s like when you, I've never spent more time normally I watch a movie and it washes over me I realize like this is not a real world it's fake and then I leave but this movie I was just thinking about what living in that time and in that space must have felt like where you're just trying to live on the land and put a house up somewhere there's damn near no laws it I don't know. This movie is 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 my number one, and I don't know what will beat it. And I don't. I normally don't say that this early. Mm-hmm. Like normally, I'm like, oh, it's my number one for now. It'll something will knock it off. I don't know what's coming for this. Yeah, it is fucking. Per- it's a. It's like a. It's like a perfect film. It is. It's. It's crazy. Like that for this two hour movie that is so quiet for most of it to just have me completely enthralled and like when it ended I was like wait was that was that 2 hours is it over already yeah and like as 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 we got to that last scene I was like wait no no you're not about to be cuz this kind of fits the scene at the beginning yeah no how is it don't I I could have lived I could have lived in I could have watched this movie for 7 hours yeah I did think that that intro North scene was totally a little weird. The, 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 intro, the intro scene felt a little out of place to me. It it did, and then I real I I fig, I mean you figure out pretty quickly what they're trying to right. do. Yeah, but I yeah. think it could have been a tiny bit shorter. But whatever. Um, that's that's like mincing it's like the words. Minorest thing uh, to to complain about in this movie, which was just so beautifully shot and well done and and well acted throughout. Yeah, there's plenty of it's because it's never loud, and there's plenty of tension, as you said, with just them trying to live and what they're doing. But there's a scene, the scene in which they're walking up to Toby Jones's house, and just the fact that we get to hear what Toby Jones is talking about about like yeah. role and capital punishment is oh, terrifying. Yeah, yep. it's such a casual conversation for them. But knowing what we know, I'm like, oh my, oh my god, mm-hmm. get away from this dude. Yeah. It, it, I, and like that back then, where like the you make the wrong move in the 1820s, you either I don't know die of scurvy or get shot, and like it's just that. So the stakes, even in the small movie, the stakes are, are just so enormously high because. You weren't really meant to survive back back then, right? In, in any easy way, and for this movie to have this many people, like Toby Jones is the biggest star in your movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's weird. Um, Orion Lee, I don't remember seeing him in anything, but he was so damn charismatic. Ah. And I would have done it. I would done anything he was like we should do that i'd be like all right cool he's so convincing yeah <laughs> and he was my buddy i'd be like yeah dog and then john magaro as, as cookie so good. i the really only thing good. i've ever seen this guy in or that i remember i know he was in like the big short but a billion people were um was he I didn't he's been on that. orange is the new black and he's been terrible on that no i didn't know that <laughs> so i like, i'm shocked that this dude can even act and, and do it really, really well. I don't know. This movie's great. And I'm already calling it, if, if Kelly Riker doesn't get a Best Director nomination, I don't know what's wrong with 
Academy. Yeah. I know A24 is technically indie, so this might be independent spirit or whatever. Oh, it'll definitely get there. But I'm hard-pressed to think of anything that is going to really knock this out to the degree that it doesn't even get a nomination. It doesn't have to win. But if it's not nominated, I call fucking bullshit. And those biscuits look so good. They also, yeah, but think about that. Food must have sucked back then. I know, I but mean, I haven't been eating like, carbs or dairy, and looking at those was just like, oh my god. Those oily cakes? Oh, those oily cakes. They look so good. Alex, you've oh, been quiet man. on this one. What do you I, think? I I love this. Movie. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the two main characters are just, like you guys said, like they're completely charming. I think that you enjoy just spending time with them yeah. and like it has those those moments where it does feel like kind of like a, a a slice of life movie where you yeah. could just like i i just want to watch these guys cook and talk about business, like like i don't know and all these things like while they're uh they're going about and then um you know peter brought this up uh in the theater he's like it, it also does such a good job of uh, indicting, like, you know, kind of like work in capitalism and stuff like that since, like, since Parasite in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just think it, it, it's, it's a movie that I just love spending time with. It, there weren't a lot of frills. Uh, no. No. I think the way it's shot, the aspect ratio, like everything, yeah, it it looks like it could be a. I don't know, like it if you were to if you were to like dumb down the resolution or whatever a bit, uh, and tell me this like you know was from the seventies, it's like that, like yeah, I can believe you, like it's just it's it it just it really feels of its time. And yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, what what I didn't ha- I didn't really have an idea of where the movie was going because I didn't watch a trailer. I just I just followed my A twenty four rules of just like I was like, all right, it's A twenty four, it's gonna be great. Um, but as soon as they're at uh, King Lou's cabin and he's chopping the wood, and you see Cookie kind of standing around, and then he grabs a broom. I was like, oh, this is fucking a perfect. This is a perfect movie. <laughs> Just like just watching him, sort just watching two people try to just like build yeah. something together. Yeah. Um, and just in those little moments, just chopping wood, sleeping, getting some flowers. I was like, God damn, this movie is paying attention to all of the details of what real human interaction is like. Yeah. It didn't feel like you were watching. It felt more like a documentary than a movie because people yeah. were making real choices that track. And, and there's yeah, 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 like you're right. Like there's nothing outlandish, no nope. crazy that happens. Nope. Not at all. Um, but the way that people play it is just so likable and real that like yeah, like again, this movie could have been five hours. Yeah. And I would have said, okay, maybe that last hour was. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's gonna be second cow, you know. Oh. <laughs> There was a uh, gorgeous cow, cow, by the way. Very beautiful royal cow, obviously. Um, so soft spoken. Did anyone else get like a weird like ASMR response during some of the scenes where it was just so quiet and, and everything, or is that just me? <laughs> no, no, no. I got that. Uh, okay. Uh, Good. Glad it's not. It wasn't just me. like when he's like picking the mushrooms in the beginning, and he's like, oh, oh, like, oh yes, 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 yes. That really got me. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was just such a it was just such a nice movie that ends, and then it, when it just ends, it's just like, oh, I know it's about yeah. to happen. Oh, that guy was tracking him. Anyway, yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, he was. That's gonna be on some top ten lists, I'm sure, across the board here. Yeah, it's my one, and if if something takes it out of that spot, I mean, I think something maybe will, but I I can't even imagine this year. I like looked at the movie calendar and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like anything as much as this. 
Does A24, what else does A24 have on the calendar for this year? They've got St. Maud and they've got the oh. Green Knight coming out. And I know I'm going to like both of those most both likely. Both of those trailers play before oh, First Cow, good. and neither of those fit. I mean, they're both A24, but like when you're talking about mood, nah, that does, those don't fit the mood with First Cow. They don't, but this this is the least A this is the least A twenty four mood movie totally. they've made. Totally. Uh this in Florida Project, I would say. Every, well no, Florida Project's got some like underbelly stuff going to it. But but every, most of their movies are like I'm uncomfortable and scared and nervous and my anxiety is through the roof. And this movie is not bad. No. I'm sorry. I refuse to sit here while the two of you say the word mood. Like six mm-hmm. times while and we no talk one. first cow and no one fucking acknowledges it. <laughs> I thought the oh, joke mood. was better left unsaid, uh, but here we are. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I did like that cow though. Cow was great. That was great. I, I was like, cow is doing a good great job. Cow. I loved Cookie talking to the cow. Those were fantastic yeah. scenes. Oh, they were lovely. All of the milking scenes are. Perfect. Which is such a it's such a weird thing. Out of any, yeah. This was such a difficult world. I was like, I could do that. <laughs> Put me on a piece of land. Let me steal some milk from my oily cakes. I'll be a happy guy who probably dies of sepsis. But you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Great. Everyone see it. Yep. And I think that takes us to the end. Wow. All right. I should say this in a soft-spoken voice now for a first cow voice, if you will. You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ on Twitter at Rust Incredible. You can find Russ on Instagram at Rust Incredible. You can find Russ basically everywhere yep. as Rust Incredible. Uh, you can email us your thoughts, complaints, what you thought of first cow to moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes right now by searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is the name of our improv troupe. Uh, and we have a show with our good friends and stand-ups, Zach Sims and Nick Maritato, called Pigpile. It's the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's beautiful The Creek in the Cave. This month, it's March 19th at 8 p.m., so come on out for some good laughs, good food, and good drinks. <laughs> Thank you all for being here with us this week. Thank you all for being on the podcast with me. And we'll see you all next time on the movie, movie podcast. Yeah, get it.